Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Table Manners New York. We are... Why don't you say Table Manners from New York? Okay. Hello and welcome to Table Manners from New York. Do you prefer that? Yeah. Okay. Nino, Nino. <laughs> We've been here a little while now. Three days, darling. Feels like a lifetime. I feel like I've been here a month. Do you feel like you're a prisoner of the kitchen? I feel like I've been here a month. Yeah, I've not been out of the... <laughs> for two days. Because <laughs> I've been cooking. Today we have... An amazing jazz singer who I've loved for a good few years and my husband is completely jealous that we've got him on the podcast and it's not in Dalston this time. Um, His name is Gregory Porter and he had this fantastic album that kind of, I guess the album that everyone kind of started to know him by was Liquid Spirit, but he's gone on to do Nat King Cole albums, he's sold out Royal Abbott Hall three times, the three nights in a row. Wow. A Grammy Award winner. And apparently he was a chef in Brooklyn. So we'll have lots to talk about. I bet he knows how to make what we're making today. What are we making today? Buttermilk chicken. It's oh, very like, American. Is buttermilk chicken very yeah, American? Quite American, yeah. We don't really we use don't buttermilk use, no. that much. No. But our buttermilk chicken isn't actually, it's not fried. It's not like got a It's not batter. like a batter made out of buttermilk, no. I've had that in London. This is baked buttermilk. It's like roasted, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but we've been marinating it for... Two days, a day and a half. Day and a half. Rosemary and garlic. And we're going to serve it with spring onion. Well, they call them scallions here. Um, spring oh, onion mash. mash with Parmesan. And then mum's done one of her best salads. It's this Brussels sprout salad with cheddar cheese and hazelnuts and a yellow mustard dressing. American mustard. Yellow Yellow, American mustard. And it's so delicious. So that's what we've got. And then my brother um, has been slaving in the kitchen today, probably because I told him off because he was having too much of a good time. And he is pudding bay. Um, So he's done a pecan pie. Um, which I wished I'd just got that whipping cream because they have the squirty cream here, don't they? Well, go and get some. No, I don't think I need it, Mum. We're going for Korean barbecue later. Um, So we've got vanilla ice cream instead. But it's nice with vanilla ice cream. It's a la mode. That's what they say in America. Well, that's what they call it. If you have ice cream on any pie, they call it apple pie a la mode. A la mode? A la mode. Do they? Yeah. Okay, please say that to Gregory when 
We're in there. I'm going to. Gregory Porter coming up on Table Manners New York. Gregory Porter, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, Too exciting. Um, thank, yeah. Thank, I'm, I'm really touched that you remembered uh, meeting me or seeing me before, yeah. because honestly, if I could tell you what a big deal this is, for me, my husband is gutted we're not doing this in London. He loves you so much. We listen to you all the time. Wow. So it's such a pleasure. Yeah, you know, that's really interesting. I, 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 even after, you know, all this time now, and after, you know, selling a lot of records, I'm always fascinated where the music finds its place, where it settles, because it's so diverse in, in terms of the people that, that like my music. Um, sometimes it's young people, it's older people, it's, it's, it's professionals, it's people I have, you know, intelligentsias, it's, you know, rockers, people who listen to punk music. So it's just like, wow, I'm always, and it's always genuine when, when I say wow, because I'm like, yeah, they, they're not hearing me, and yes, they are. So I mean, cool. you do have the most fantastic voice. Gorgeous. Mm. And yeah. I'm, I, I want to ask, just, just, you, so you drink Coca-Cola and you drink, you drink whiskey. Do you do anything to look after your voice? Because I heard this thing that John Legend drink, um, eats chicken wings before he goes on stage <laughs> and it greases up his vocal cords. Yeah. Now me being like a neurotic Jew is like, <laughs> I'm drinking a tepid water and da, 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 no ice and no carbonated water. So do you, you have know, any tricks? I suspect all of that, uh, you know, it's, it's based on the individual voice. You know, people used to say, oh, don't drink milk or eat yeah. cheese or... But none of that bothers me. Really? Um, Lucky. Only thing that bothers me is like if I'm really, really cold before a performance. Okay. Um, but no, I, I, uh, I, well, I do try not to eat right before a show. In France, you know how it is. Definitely. None of the kitchens are open. None of you can't get food at, no. from from four, five, and six. That's when you need to eat, really. That's when you need to eat because I like to have like you know three hours before I go Snap. to the stage, right? So. They had so in France they were always feeding me like at eight o'clock for an eight thirty show, you know, and it was just ridiculous. So, you know, I, I'm my first few times to France, I was like, um, okay, I have to be respectful. I have to eat this good food. I, you know, I don't want to waste mm. this food. And I was getting on stage, <laughs> just like, you know, hey Laura, it's me, you know. I was like, this is craziness. So I just stopped doing that. But um, <laughs> aside from not eating, uh, no, I don't really have any rules. I, I do milk and cheese. I do like, a very light thing before I go on stage, maybe mm. a little salad. And mm. I, I don't follow any of the, any, any of the rules, no. So you're quite rock and roll, Gregory. Mm. For a jazzy, you're quite rock and roll. I, you know, I, I, I have been, you know, I've been known to be that way a time or two, yes. I want to know, so you were brought up in were you, you 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 were born in California? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um you have eight siblings? Uh, or there are, are there are eight of you? Yeah, yeah, there's eight of us, five boys and three girls. Oh yeah. wow. Are um, you the oldest or? No, no, I have I'm the seventh of eight. The uh, seventh, so, number seven. Yeah. And then some baby came along and pipped yeah, you. Yeah, you know, just you know <laughs> Dion, get him out of here. You know. Dion. <laughs> um and and then you you moved over here. Um, 
I moved to... Or have you been to a few different places before you landed here? Yeah, well, I was, uh, I was you know, I went to college in San Diego, which right. is in Southern California. What but, did you study? Uh, I studied city planning. Wow. Um, <laughs> which has nothing to do with music. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, well, it is what it is. But um, I, I minored in music, but, you know, uh, it, it wasn't a hardcore institution for music. But I was doing theater... I was doing odd jobs. I was a chef. I was a masseuse. I was, I used to do the, the most horrible jobs you can think of. And um, so I was traveling around, uh, at, primarily doing theater. Mm-hmm. And at some point I said, wait a minute, even though I'm using my voice, I'm not using it in the most direct and most specific and most uh, uh, direct way to people's hearts and ears that, that it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'd had to put I had to put theater down and focus just on music and concentrate on on music. At first, because you know, I was doing theater and people asking me, you know, where's your record? And I was like, uh, you know, I haven't done it or haven't. Nobody's looked at me and found me and made me yet. But were you doing musical theater or were you doing both? Oh, right. Both. I was doing both. Mostly musical theater. But, I, but hold on, you, you got in on a scholarship for football. Football, so yeah. So you can do everything. <laughs> Pol- a polymath. <laughs> but you're super tall. <laughs> I didn't realise how tall you were when you yeah. performed because you're kind of... What, what yeah. height are you? 6'4". Uh, I don't know what, you, what you'd call that in, uh, in the UK. Or, not, or you guys go inches, yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. Four, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so... How old were you when you decided to take up music, music seriously, I guess? Well, I loved music, and I loved the idea of doing music yeah. as a career. I loved that idea when I was five. Yeah. You know, loved Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, and I was, um, I just, it was just seemed so far in the stratosphere. It mm. seemed so impossible mm-hmm. that I never thought it, could be my mother used to say things like that you know she's like you, you're gonna you're gonna use that voice and, you know and I'd be like mom you're just talking again and she would say things like oh you you're gonna you're gonna perform at the Royal Albert Hall and you know just she would she would say these far out places that were famous Carnegie Hall you're gonna do this is she was a Christian and a minister. She's like, oh, you'll do the Crystal Cathedral. These are all, you know, places. Did you sing in church choir? I sang in, I, yeah. yeah, I sang in, in church. But, you know, I, my, my, my brothers and sisters, we were a little singing group. You know, nothing famous. Oh, and you were like the Jacksons. You yeah. had a little sweet singing group. <laughs> yeah. Basically. That's amazing. Basically. So we were having fun that way. But um, I, I didn't think it was a possible thing. But after college Mm. after injuring my shoulder and I started to go to jam sessions jazz jam sessions um, I just started to really sing everywhere that I could Mm. and uh, people were really affected by my voice and my delivery I started to think about it then but really I was Mm. thinking about it still on a small level I was like yeah it'd be great if I could press up a cd and maybe sell 5,000 over 10 years you Mm. know This, this is the way I was thinking but then, you know, you, 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 I started to, once I finally focused on music and concentrated and cultivated my, my, my band and my sound and what it is that I wanted to say, once I lived life 
And I realized that I could sing about my mama. Mm. And I could sing about some of the, the, the ups and downs of love that I had already had. Once I, once I realized that my little personal story was also a universal story, I realized, oh, okay, I do have something to say. So then I was like, okay, then I should write my own songs. And, uh, you know, once I did that, then, the, you know, I went to a record label, uh, you know, the ball started rolling. But you've got a gorgeous speaking voice as well. It's beautiful. It's That's why of... you could be a thespian. You can be everything. You can kind of... <laughs> but also, actually, just to cut in, I hear you've got a podcast out. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to take over the podcast world. Oh, no, yeah. No. How's that going? <laughs> well, you know, once I knock you off your block, then... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what it's about yeah. then. What is what has it started yet? Have you started recording? No, no, yet? no. We have. This is we're at the ground uh, level. Um, uh, we're just uh, formulating uh, the the guests and the thoughts. No, it'll be uh, very much about music and life because you know, as I as I look at you and I look at you, you hear with your mama. This is that's it. I'm constantly the things that I do in my life, mm. things that I love. Are, are constantly uh, colored and seasoned by the life that I had with my mother. She's passed now, but yeah. but in the music, the things that people love, the things that the 19-year-olds are dancing to, don't know that that was a message for me, to from my mother to me. Liquid Spirit was my mother's sermon. Liquid Spirit. Oh, really? Unreroute the river, let the damn water be. There's some people down the way that's thirsty, so let the liquid spirit free. That is... It's my poetry, but it is her message to me. She was like, love wants to go there. Bam, hit it. Love wants to go like, like directly to the heart. You know, so find the, the path, the most direct path to give love and receive love. And so this was a message she gave to me, and I took it and put it into song form. When I make a, uh, I, uh, say I was a chef, and so when I make a great soup or some warm dish and I put it in front of somebody, it's been seasoned by my mother, you know. I developed my ability to taste with my, with my hands from my mother, and so by cooking with her for years. And so she's there. She's there. And I want to talk about those things uh, in, my, in my podcast because it's, it's part of the art. It's part of the, the life, the way you think about life is it's uh, you know so talking about home and your mother mm-hmm. who passed away, uh, passed away how old were you when she passed away i was 20 that's young mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i was young it's yeah. a very hard time to lose your mum i think it is as yeah. you're on the brink of kind of real adult yeah 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 now this is the interesting thing i didn't feel i was like uh you know after she passed i was like this is you know, you feel like you're on the island and you're the only person that something bad is happening to. Of course, yeah. And um, this is, sounds odd, but I, I uh, was reading the paper and started to read about the other people who have lost someone close to them. And it, in a way, it, it didn't make me feel better. It just made me feel like I'm not the only one. And even that made me want to feel her more and I started to even think about her her death in a in a in a in a more positive way in a way just you know how old was she when she passed uh away? she was 54 oh, and it was, so young. Mm-hmm, very young and and breast cancer and uh so it was it was difficult but 
you know, she lived a, we, I, you know, we lived such a dynamic life with eight kids and, you know, I, I can laugh about it now, but the finances going up and down, sometimes we had money, sometimes we had nothing, but these, the things that we did, the places that we went. It was so rich and so, so Was dynamic. your dad around? My dad didn't raise me, and uh, he wasn't uh, involved in my life, and which is another <laughs> thing that's very much in all of my music. You know, this last record, you know, Nat King Cole and me, if I'm going to make another record, I should probably make another Liquid Spirit, you know? <laughs> that, that, that has some guaranteed formulas. But I went to the music of my childhood. I went to the music that soothed me in the absence of my father. I went to Nat King Cole's music, which my mother said when I was six, she said, I made a little song and, and on, on a tape recorder. And she said, boy, you sound like Nat King Cole. And that drew me to you know, play his records. And when I did that, you know, this sound and this warmth and this rich warmth came through the speakers. And I used to imagine that King Cole is my father based on a vinyl. Oh, wow. You know, that's the power of music. Yeah. Yeah. I love the story and I love understanding why Nat King Cole, um, you were attracted to his voice, but you both have this, your voices are like Christmas. <laughs> they really are. I'm sure people have said that to you before. But like, it's just like, yeah. I, yeah. I want you in my ear all the time when I'm a little low and, un, and unsure about something. Um, but I, this uh, this yeah. podcast is kind of, it revolves around food. Yeah. And I kind of, brought my mum into it yeah, her unbeknownst awesome. that she didn't understand what a podcast was <laughs> and I said mum you're gonna cook dinner for people who are gonna come over and we're yeah. gonna talk about food memories and you know yeah. I um I want to hear a bit about you and your mum in the kitchen and yeah. learning to cook yeah um yeah. through watching her how yeah. was she and what kind of cook was she what was yeah. she cooking yeah okay well cooking for me my Putting my hands on on even a knife and food really started early. I have a sister who's three years older than me. There's the older group, and then there's the younger group of kids. Mm -hmm. And so the younger group of kids is myself, uh, my brother Lloyd, who's a year older than me, and my sister Lawanda, who's three years older than me. Everything that she did, the other two boys did. Right. So when she started to cook. At nine, I started at six. Right. So we, we would ruin my mother's counter. We would get up on a chair and we would slice potatoes with the, the sharpest knife in the house, which is always dull. <laughs> oh. But we would slice them into rounds. We sliced the t potatoes into rounds and put them on their side. And then we would take the, hold the potato and make the little ribbons, chips you call them in the UK. Yeah. We would make the ribbons. And I remember, this is the crazy part, which is a little dangerous, but we used to, we handled the grease ourselves. We turned, we put the grease, the, the oil into the pan, turned six on the fire. Six years old. I was six. My sister was nine and uh -huh. very tall. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there was other, yeah. other grown teenagers yeah, around yeah. us, but we were, we were, but I remember the stove is here, mm. dropping the Chips french fries so in the oil and the sizzle and i remember yeah no no nothing happened but i just remember doing it i think about it now 
You wouldn't my let son, your son do it. My son is five now. Would I let him cook in a year? Hell no. <laughs> no. But I did it and I loved it. That was just our childhood experience jumping into cooking. But we were always helping my mother in the kitchen. But the big uh, thing for me that really changed my thought about cooking was um, my mother came home very tired. She, she worked, I always worked two jobs. And she brought home a leg of lamb and said, uh, Gregory, do something with that for me and, and put it in the oven. I was 13, and I don't know where I got the knowledge from, but probably from watching her and just over yeah. the time, I was totally comfortable and knew exactly what to do. I took a knife, trimmed the fat off the leg of lamb, poked, poked the lamb, sliced some garlic and stuffed wow. the garlic into the holes, seasoned it with rosemary, oregano, uh, salt and pepper, put it in the oven, and four hours later, just by happenstance, it came out perfect. Wow. And my mother wakes up from her nap after coming home from night work and early morning work, and when she wakes up, the leg of lamb is just kicking throughout the house. And she's, she, I pull it out of the oven, she's so happy. And it was like I was, you know, it's like that, that time when I was, you know, six or seven or eight, and I would sing a song for her. And <laughs> the funny thing is about when you have, uh, when there's eight kids in the house, mm -hmm. you have to find a way to become special, you yeah. know? And so I, my sister was, you know, she did, she was artistic, and, and my brother was, uh, <laughs> was a bit of a whiner, <laughs> and I was a singer. And, but we all, we all had our, our, our you know, mm -hmm. so to catch her attention, it was my singing. And the second thing that caught her attention was cooking, was food. So I pulled this leg of lamb out of the oven and she was like, oh, Gregory, this is wonderful. And she, I remember her slicing a piece of it. It's like, boy, this is wonderful. <laughs> and then and she keeps eating it. And I'm like, bang, this is another way to get into oh, to my mother's wow. heart. And so then I became really interested in cooking. So I started to, you know, everything she was doing, I was doing. From just how to make uh, mashed potatoes wonderful to how to make sweet potato pies. How to, you know, mm. we, we did everything. We did everything. We cooked everything. So she was a good cook. She was a good cook. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Gregory, we done buttermilk chicken with rosemary and garlic. But roasted, so not like, not, it hasn't got a batter. Um, uh-huh. And then we've done mashed potatoes with, you call them scallions here, don't yeah. you? But I don't think they're going to be as good as your mama's because I don't have a mash. So it, you may find a little lump and bump in there with parmesan. Uh, it sounds wonderful. And then mum's done this, um, like, shaved. What are you like, talking shaved... about? Look at that. That's incredible. Oh, it's all right. It will... Actually, I don't, I don't like it completely smooth. Oh, really? I like it. Just, just broken like a, up a bit. Okay. I like it to have little bits of like, okay, potato. Okay, well, you will be getting okay, that. Yeah, and then we've great. got the shaved Brussels sprout salad that it, mum puts um, a, like a sharp cheddar in it, cheese, yeah. and with uh, hazelnuts and yellow mustard. American mustard okay. dressing. So, so it's fresh Brussels sprout? Yes, so they're okay. raw. Awesome. So it's almost like a coleslaw. Are you guys on the cutting edge? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. You are. You have a son. You've talked about. Um, are you married? I am. Yeah, my wife. I met my wife thirteen years ago in Moscow. Oh wow! She's Russian. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we met in Moscow and we've stayed friends for for years, five years. And uh, I was in a relationship. And she, so was she. And but it was it was all decent. I mean, she she had it broken up with her person, and I had unbeknownst to each other. And she's just out of the blue, she, she says, I'm coming to New York and I need a tour guide. And uh, I was like, okay, yeah, you know. You know, it, it, being a tour guide is kind of, a, can be a drag sometimes. Not when a beautiful Russian lady is coming <laughs> but, to but, but, but right, <laughs> when I was like, oh yeah, I remember you. But she came and we had such a great time. We laughed and we walked and, and I even saw New York in a different way. Which which kind of made me say, okay, that's probably love if you if you're looking at the Empire State Building in a different way, you know. So yeah. And what does she do? She's an artist, but back in Russia, she she had a television show. She was interviewing different celebrities and critiquing films, mm-hmm. and uh, so I took her away from all of that. And she's an artist, but she was a she's a paint she does paintings, and we actually have an art show today oh, wow. in Brooklyn. Yeah. Her, her exhibiting her stuff? Yeah, she's exhibiting. That's uh, amazing. A little space in, in Brooklyn. And all of my friends are going to come over. My, nice. my birthday was on was a couple of days ago. Happy belated. So we're going to have a little birthday party, a little art show, family reunion. My brother is here and all my, my friends. So yeah. I wanted to ask about your brother because um, I read that you worked in your brother's restaurant, Breadsty. Yeah. Which is no longer right. there, but is that the brother you're talking about? Is yes. he still in Brooklyn? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And is he doing? Is he still being a chef? Like he is. He's still. Uh, his wife is a pastry chef. They still do, but they do commercial now. It's mm-hmm. not, they don't have a, a shop that's open to the public. Um, so they supply to to uh, restaurants and little shops, uh, fresh baked goods. Was that what He's the place a, was then? I guess with bread style. Yeah, it was everything. Bacon. It was like you know they they did you know food and also. Uh, Cafe fair, uh, coffee. Mm-hmm. 
Why did you get the gig? Was it because he remembered how good you were in the kitchen with your mum? Um, no. His chef quit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. His chef quit. And he was determined not to have me involved in his business. <laughs> and, but... This is this is a was the funny thing. I had nothing to do the day that his chef quit, and he had nothing to put in in the the shelves. No soup, no salads, no nothing to you know. You know how they do in New York. There's a big mm-hmm. there's a counter, a, a refrigerated cabinet. There's nothing in there. So I came in and went a couple a couple of hours time. I filled I filled his refrigerator with tasty, different, unusual things, and and I did that, and he was like, hmm. He was, you know, he tried to act unimpressed, and um, both him and his wife tried to act unimpressed, and um, they were like, well, can you do that tomorrow? <laughs> because all of the food sold out that day. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So do I you do. remember what was on the menu? Do you even remember what the kind of things were you making? Mm-hmm. I made a uh, chicken curry salad, carrots, raisins. Lovely. Uh, roasted chicken breast, and uh, we put it all together. It's- about 10 other different ingredients, but we put it together. And it was a hit. So then I started in making soups. I made the soups, and, and literally to this day, people in the neighborhood still know me as the soup man. Oh, my God. Why were your soups notorious? Though? Yeah, the soups were, were pretty great. What was the kind of bestseller? Mm. My black bean turkey chili. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Indian food was the first food that I ever cooked. I worked for hmm. Deepak Chopra and did a little work in his kitchen in California wow. just after college. So I made this uh, cream of curry chicken with spinach, and which was, you know, people, I was like, it was a mouthful to say, but give me that, that, that curry thing. <laughs> That's amazing because a yeah. lot of Americans don't really know how to do yeah. curry. Yeah. Especially in California. I don't really know that many spots... I'm sure there's more in New York, but... Yeah, there's definitely more in New York. But that's so... So you're a chef. You are a chef. You're everything. It kind of just happened, you know? I didn't... <laughs> we ask everyone what would be... Mum has an issue with me saying Last Supper. So we could say Desert she, Island Dinner. She, she would say if you're on death row. <laughs> yeah. But it makes me so upset. Well, she is a little bit rock and roll, you know? Oh, yeah. well. So... Starter, main, pud. Mmm. <laughs> and anything in between. Now, this is so funny. Starter, main, pud. That's only because I've been going to the UK. I know what the hell you're talking I about. I know, sorry, because everyone <laughs> says dessert, don't they? So. Wow, really love um, like a, uh, just like really fresh starters. So I, I like, okay. uh, I would love like a, a shrimp, an okay. avocado salad. Okay. Uh, throw some mangoes in there if you Lovely. would. Lovely. Fresh herbs, I like. Um, maybe we'd have some 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 basil, uh, but I like the the juxtaposition of uh, sweet and savory. So the mango and the shrimp and the astringent of like maybe a rosemary or a, or or a basil. Maybe we toss a little mint in there. I like the okay. juxtaposition of things that seem like they don't go together, but they absolutely do. Okay. Um, okay, that's my starter. Uh, I've, I've been into, like, these long roasted meats uh, here lately. So either we do a, 
pork belly or a pork shoulder. This right. is a fatty thing, but yeah. you know, cook it for a long time. Or even for that matter, a uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm acting like I'm like I have many many choices. The you one do. thing, I, oh, I do. You do. Okay, well, you, so then look, look, I want to hear everything. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so then you could do either. If when if, if if you don't like the pork, then do a short rib, something along this long cooking meat. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and and, and 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 when you put the the meat in and you put the bay leaf and you put the the rosemary in, go ahead and pour a little good wine mm-hmm. on top of all of that before you put it in the oven and braise it. Yeah, for pudding, I'll have to. I mean, you guys. What are, sides are you having with your short ribs? Oh, I gotta have well, with short ribs. You gotta have great garlic mashed potato. Okay. And um, let's do a, just a simple green, a, a spinach. Yeah, spinach. Simple. Yeah, nothing to get in the way. Just really beautiful. Okay. I love short ribs. Yeah, yeah, short okay. ribs are my. Uh, I really love that. Now. You would you know, like some water, by the way, or would you like another bit of? Uh, <laughs> I'll have a little of that sparkling okay. water. That'd be great. I, I've realized as I go around the world, there are people who, who have stolen your idea for sticky toffee pudding. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you first have it in the UK? The official one. When I saw it on the menu, I was laughing about it. Why? Because you guys like these names. You like these Spotted descriptive. Dick. <laughs> right. You love these descriptive names. You like them. Like, know, if it has blood in it, you love saying blood. Oh, Americans do don't do we? that. Yeah, well, yeah. Like black pudding, do you mean? Yeah, what I mean, like... you love, like, if it's, like, if it's a black spotted hen, that's what you'll call it on the plate. Oh, right, okay. We don't, the Americans don't do that. You just say you chicken. Say, yeah, no, breast of, you know. Oh, yeah. you, but you, you always give the geography of the meat. So it's always Cornish ham. <laughs> right. Or something. Right, we do. <laughs> new Maine oysters. Or right, new, right. Yeah, right, so you always know the geography of where mm-hmm. it's going to come from. But you guys like, if it's bloody or sticky or, or mashy, or you, you, you like. Never, grot- ever heard you that. You guys this love so grotesquerie. You love it. You love it. I mean, in, in all of your descriptions, in some of the songs, in some of the... Um, I was walking by a building the other day or when I was in the UK. And it was just like, uh, home for single women. <laughs> what, like the hostel? Yeah, it was, this was the name of the, this, the, yeah. bu- the building. And in, chiseled into the stone uh, yeah, was home... Very unusual in the old days for women to live separately. Right. So it would be like um, one of those kind of religious temperance places where women had to come to work way. So it would be the home for single women. Right. And they would work for the government or the civil service or (laughs) something. They wouldn't do that here. You would would call it... Hide you. We would call it... Brimington House. You yeah. just, you know, oh, you, oh, you live there. Oh, that's yeah, one we've of, got, oh, some of those. Yeah, we've got a place called the Hospital for Incurables. Yeah. Do it's they? A, yeah, in Putney. Oh, we do? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's quite depressing, okay. that. It is quite depressing. <laughs> We're a miserable bunch. <laughs> so, what, so you're going for a sticky toffee pudding? A sticky toffee pudding, man. I haven't found nothing that just, like, is that dope recently. <laughs> It's just so See, good. Alex could have done that. Oh, shit. So I want to know, there was this really great quote about you talking about cooking and about how, you know, you feel like it should be made with love. Yeah. 
and you talk about Gordon Ramsay. And you say, you know, I like respect to him, whatever, but I don't understand, you know, he shouts and... Yeah. We've tried to be very calm during this meeting, but we do shout at each other. <laughs> Mum, would you say that all your food is made with love whilst doing this podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did for Gregory, though. Of course, yes. <laughs> Table manners. This podcast is called Table Manners. <laughs> I feel like I know the answer, but do you believe you've got good table manners? Mm. You know, I used to really consider the, these things. This, you know, it, it used to trouble me about the, the, you know, eating soup. You're supposed to go this way. Oh yeah, huh? All right. That bothers me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, what I like about why are you supposed to go that way with soup? Doesn't matter. Does anyone know? Maybe you won't splash it so much. I don't know. Yeah, but then you've got further away when you pick it up because you're going from where you are outwards and then you've got to pick it up and then you've got more soup to carry in the air. Yeah, so it's, it's actually very stupid. It seems a bit wrong, but, you know, if, it, if they're the Queen's rules, I don't want to get in the way of those rules. But, but my thought is if somebody is enjoying themselves, I think that's pretty cool. Sure. I used to get on my brother so much. He would slice... A steak with his knife and his fork, and then he'd take the piece of steak and pick it up with his finger. And I was like, "Stop doing that!" But then I was like, "He's enjoying himself. <laughs> do what you do, man. It's okay." <laughs> <laughs> you know. But my mother, she would, uh, she was always in a way preparing us for royalty. She was just like, "Gregory, your talent will make room for you at the table of royalty, and when you get there." This is what you should do, right? She really believed I love her. Yeah, yeah. She was, you know, I think about it now, and it, it's just like, oh, my goodness. We used to laugh at it. It's like, man, what are you talking about? Nobody going to be at, you know, Carnegie Hall, you know. And so my sold-out show last year at Carnegie Hall was like, Emotional. Mom, yeah, mom, right? Um, so, yeah, so, so, yeah, she had all of these, you know, showing us how to do things and, and, and you know, how to be... Have you got to eat with royalty yet? Uh, I think having a cocktail, you know, is is fair as that well. Counts. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was. Who did with? you have a cocktail? Yeah, well, I, with? I was at, in Buckingham. I was invited to Buckingham Palace. And Amazing. Yeah, Prince Philip uh, was. How did he look? Uh, good. This was, this was three, maybe four years ago now. What were you invited there for? They were having his, his the, the children's uh, charity okay. event, but there were no children around. Was for it some the reason. Prince's Trust thing, or was y- it Prince? Y- yes, Prince of Wales, Prince Trust. Right, got it. Y- yes, got it. So there was all these uh, dignitaries and um, s- several royals. At the time, I didn't know who everybody was. No. <laughs> you know? Now that you've watched The Crown, you probably were like, oh, yeah, man, yeah, have you watched no, The Crown yet? You right. need to do that. <laughs> so you, your mum actually did get that right, didn't Yeah. You? Would uh, you like some dessert? Yeah, yeah, I'd love it. Oh, wonderful. Um, did you know I love pecan pie? Though, I'm no. Sorry. Are you finished? Do you oh, like pecan on. pie? Hold on. Oh, yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, you know, I was like, did I did I request this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love pecan pie. Yeah. You didn't request it, but I'm really glad that you like pecan yeah. pie. We don't know if it's any good, so Jessie, I'm sure it's great. Your sure brother great. cooks the best. I'm sure it's great. Gregory, how much? Right there is perfect. Oh, oh, and you got the vanilla girl. Okay, well, yeah, I don't have whipped cream though. I'm sorry. Oh, vanilla ice cream is all right. Yeah, well. 
Mum, mum, mum said that in America, America they call it a la mode. A la mode. See, Why do they say a la mode? We're trying to be with French. Yeah, we're trying to be French. But yeah. why does that only apply to ice cream? Jesse, do you want Mum some? seems to think it's a la mode when there's a when bit of ice cream on the top. When you have a pie and ice cream on the top. Yeah, that's, 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 there a you go. A la mode, yeah. Would you like some ice cream? Yes, please. Okay. Everyone likes ice cream on pecan pie. Um, I wanted to know, you, you lived in Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn, yeah. We talked a bit about it, but like you... You must have some food spots that when you're here... Mm. Sorry, that's the Nespresso in the back. Mm -hmm, right. you, you must have some spots that you take. Like, is there one that you take your wife to or you have, you know... We, we have a spot that we really love. I think the first time when she came on that trip 13 yeah. years ago, I took her to this spot called Moto. It's in Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, you go past it and you're like, that must be like a transmission repair shop. Okay. You know, it's in the, you know, in the cut in Brooklyn. And uh, underneath a train, it's very unglamorous. Yeah. But you, you, you walk through the doors and it's just this charming space that, uh, you know, you look like you walked into 1936 on the outskirts of town, uh, Paris, you know? Mmm. Yeah, it has that kind of vibe. Moto is the theme because there's a bunch of, uh, throughout the restaurant, which is very small, it's uh, bicycles. So is it French restaurant? Uh, it it themed. No, nothing themed. in America is very you know anything. Okay. <laughs> it's, it, it, so they they make your sticky toffee pudding okay. there, but they call it a date cake. Okay. Yes, but they yeah, but it's sticky toffee pudding. Um, and that was your date spot that you went to. That was the date spot, and that's that sealed the deal. Her. That sealed the deal. I was she was like. She had. Um, he might need a fork, darling. She had great wine. I think I'm okay with this. You're yeah. okay. I'm mm -hmm. gonna have to shove it in my hand. She had a great day, and uh, yeah, she was like, mm, I could do this all the time. And you used to sing in Harlem. Mm -hmm. Are there, I bet there's some good food spots up there. Yeah, this place by uh, Red Rooster, where they're mixing music in the basement, and a great restaurant up top, Red Rooster. What's his first name? Marcus Samuelson. He's, he's the executive chef there and owner. That's an amazing place. Sylvia's Soul Food. And that's in Harlem. That's in Harlem. You know, for me, like I'm, I'm always still trying to find the mom and pop places. For me, that's what Harlem was. There was a, a little spot on the corner that used to fry fish, and the fish was always fresh, and they would just. You know, they would just give you like two pieces of fish and way too many French fries spilling off your plate. And it was just great. But rent got too high and then that guy went away. And then something slick came in. You know, people get excited about I a know, Starbucks. But if the Starbucks supplants this interesting place has been there for years, you know, it, it, it's a bit sad, you know. Do you want some more ice cream? Yeah, would you? I'm okay. It's very good pie. It's good pie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good balance. It's not too over-sweet. No, it's good. Alex did a good job. Mm -hmm. um, it's such a pleasure to meet you properly, because yeah. I've always appreciated you from afar. Yeah. Okay. And to hear your stories, and the yeah. fact that you are, you, the way you talk about food, yeah. and every, family and everything, it's just the most perfect combination for us to have had you on mm. Table Manners. So oh. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, man.
What a voice, Mum. It's like liquid gold. He should put out like a meditation app or something, shouldn't he? He just sing you to sleep. Yeah, that's beautiful. We've had two really good voices in oh, last week. So good. What's that reason? Now, yeah. That was so interesting. He had so much to talk about. He um, had a proper soul. Yeah. So much soul. He did have so much soul. And his mum sounded so his lovely. His mum's dying at 54. I just thought that he was just so warm mm. and a positive person. Yes. And a kind person. Yes. You just knew he was a good person. I tried to really hold down, like, our bickering today because I just felt like Gregory wouldn't have appreciated that. No, he wouldn't. Mum, are you too tired to go and get a Cosmo? Yes. I don't think I want Cosmo at 20 to 4, Jessica. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe. There's sunset somewhere, okay. Mum. Yeah, maybe. Does that pick you up, pep you up? pep me up a bit, actually. Should we go and be Carrie Bradshaw? Yeah. Manners music you have been enjoying is by Pete Fraser and Peter Duffy. And our dear editor and producer is Alice Williams. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.